What's poppin', my Freeform Renegades? You are tuned into the Freeform Network. Thank you for joining us for another fun episode of Freeform Radio. I am your host, Noel, with my co-host as always, Daniel. Yes, sir, man. The weather is great, man. Uh, I, I wish I could just probably just chill, but I, I think I might have to do some gardening. So either way, it's still a beautiful day. Definitely, man. And we got Andy here. It's all good, Andy. Uh, we're back here. Uh, glad you guys can join us, and we're ready to take your ears off. Definitely. Well, it's like Daniel said, it's another beautiful day here in Chicago. Wherever your listeners are, we hope you're feeling good and relaxed. And we're gonna just jump right into this today. So, uh, Daniel, uh, let me know, man. It looks like you finished Picard season three. I only managed to watch season one. So, yeah, tell us, man. Well, what's your review of this uh, most recent season? Yeah, man, I wasn't too hyped for it because I I don't think I really talked about season two much, but I did watch seasons one, two, and three. Seasons one, season one was pretty good. Uh, I would say like a seven. It wasn't like the greatest Star Trek stuff, but Next Generation and Picard have a soft spot in my heart. So to me, a super fan is probably like an eight or a nine. Uh, season two kind of took a little bit of a downturn. It didn't really get me so much. So as a regular TV show, it was probably like more like a five or a six. Uh, for a super fan, like for me, probably closer to seven. But season three, it did definitely uh, hit the points that I was looking for. It was basically a Next Generation uh, reunion the whole crew got back together. Uh, we catch up with all the all the people from Next Generation, from the Doctor to uh, you know Worf and uh, Troy, Riker, Jordy, Data. Everybody just comes back for season three. They all get around, go into some mini adventure, and I, I gotta say, other than the story being kind of wonky, they kind of make some plot holes i think just to make the story kind of make sense uh and if you're really paying attention that might not fit right to you but uh if you kind of dismiss that and have a little level of disbelief it it was a a better season uh definitely i heard it's the last one they're not going to make anymore so i'm i'm happy with that I'm, i'm happy to end this chapter so let, let me ask you this, then. Every time they r- roll out a new track recently, uh, you know, when Picard came out uh, and announced, it was people were going crazy about it. Um, but it seems like since it didn't do as well as they thought, they brought out the Next Generation crew like they did. They always do this. Uh, and they did it with Enterprise. They did it with not Picard, and then they had, like, a ton of movies. And then, like, hell, even uh, they did a, a Next Generation reunion on Family Guy. I mean, did he, I never liked Next Generation, but do you think that's it for the Next Generation people? Are they, they going to be involved in any future track, or that's it, they're all done? I, I think for the most part, to see this entire crew together, this is probably the last one. But you might see like Worf pop up on a special episode of XYZ. I think the only current running Star Trek is uh, New Strange Worlds or New Strange Worlds. 
um, because I did. That's this a sc- prequel, yeah, or or that's before. Like, yeah, that's generation. like that first. So that's like the only active Star Trek that's that's running right now. And and like you mentioned, and it's like from the first gen Star Trek people, uh, back with Captain Kurt and and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, with Discovery kind of wrapping up and that's kind of done. There's really no place I can see this happening other than books and comic books. I, I think Generation on the TV screen, is, it's probably done. Uh, again, unless they come up with some new series that's in the future, I could see you know somebody guest starring the Doctor pop up, the Jordy come up every now and then, and stuff like that. But I, I, I think for for the most part, this this is it. Yeah, this is it. But I was happy, man. I was happy to to see it. Uh, I would say for like a regular fan, it's probably a seven or so. Uh, for me, being a super fan, it was closer to eight or nine. So I I enjoyed <laughs> it. I, I I'm, I'm glad they they did one more get together. And yeah, man, on on and off to to other great good stuff, man. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to start watching uh, Stranger Worlds because that does look a little interesting. So I, I might watch that. I didn't really dig Discovery too much, so we'll, we'll yeah. have to see how new New Stranger Worlds My works wife out. Was asking me like, why didn't we stop watching Discovery? And I'm like, I stopped watching because it got dumb. And then that whole they did like a mid switch during one of the seasons for that whole light speed thing or. And then they they just like let's not talk about this, and they went somewhere else. And then the whole Klingon clone thing or whatever, like it got weird real quick, and it wasn't interesting. And I stopped watching it. And I see, yeah, they are wrapping it up. Um, and then the New Worlds or whatever, I, it looks promising, but I haven't really heard much about it, so I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, and like even the Oroville, I wanted mm-hmm. to see the new season, and I saw some of the topics and episodes they talk about got too political and i was just like eh like i don't want to watch that and even uh i think you watched lower decks did you find that interesting i was tempted to watch some of that uh nothing great but definitely uh, a a good cartoon that's in the star trek universe uh so i enjoyed it but i could see how a person that's not into star trek watch this and and not enjoy it as much so but for what it is, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, something else I just finished watching, and I think some of you guys might have watched this, is The Last of Us. Uh, I watched this. I was watching it as it came out, so it's been a while since I finished it because I think it wrapped up about a month or two ago. But, man, The Last of Us on HBO, it's the only reason I even subscribe to HBO because I didn't want to watch uh, like a torrent or I didn't want to go onto some streaming site and watch it half ass. I'm like, I want the full HD 4K Last of Us on HBO. And I got to say, man, it was an awesome TV show. I really enjoyed it. Did Did any of you guys watch The Last of Us on HBO? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, no, I, I checked it out, man. I, was, it was, I never played the, well, I, I think I played the game for like maybe an hour's worth. So I still have to beat the game, uh, the, the two of them. But the show... Like it, I heard it really adapted fairly well. And in general, to me, like any viewer, regardless if you played the game or not, the show is really great and it's intriguing and it's got a cool concept. And uh, the actors play the characters to me very well. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, unlike the the Picard, where if you're a super fan or Star Trek fan, Picard fan, then you're gonna enjoy it even more so. Like Noel said, uh, The Last of Us, you do not have to have uh, played the game to enjoy it. Even without playing the game, it's a great TV show. But have plan played the game uh, like two or three times actually. I to me, I'm like, man, it was just like great seeing all this stuff from the video game. Uh, Alana watched it with me and she had watched uh, a little bit of the video game itself just because I played it when it first came out on PlayStation 3. I played it when they remastered it um, on PlayStation 4 again. And then I just played it again uh, recently, like maybe a, a year ago. Um, and they just re re released it like a reimagining on playstation 5 which i haven't played that one yet um this new 70 dollar price point for new games is is kind of hitting my pocket a little bit so I'm, I'm waiting for those specials but you better believe man when, when that thing comes out black friday for 20 30 bucks man i'm gonna be picking that bad boy up and playing it for like a fourth time <laughs> that last of us because man it's it's an awesome story it's really are, good man are the greatest hits still 20 bucks then uh, you know, I don't think that exists anymore. Those those green covered PlayStation One games. Cover. Yeah. Well, yeah, PlayStation One they were green, and then I think on PlayStation Two they were red. But yeah, I uh, I don't think they they have that anymore. I I'd be curious, especially for PlayStation Five. It's still kind of new, so I don't think they have greatest hit anything unless you're talking about digital. There, there's uh, some budget games there. But yeah, man. Great show. I know you, I, I think you mentioned it. You didn't watch it. Definitely a must watch. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are into the zombie apocalypse, even though they're not really zombies, but it's got that kind of theme, end of the world. Um, uh, the what, What's that other movie, The Walk? Or, um, the Walk. Uh, uh, what's that one with the, the kid, the, the parent, the dad's taking the kid, and they're just like kind of walking through the... Through the world trying to survive. Uh, With the guy did. from the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, what the hell is that name of that movie? The Road. The Road, yeah. The road, yes. road, 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 Wasn't road, that road. a game too? Yeah. No, but I I could see The Last of Us taking a lot of pieces from that, from The Road. So it, it has a lot of similarities, but really cool, Andy. Uh, not sure how you dig that style of movies or, or TV shows, but really really cool man enjoyed it um watched a lot of tv some of some of this is old uh just because i've had so much interesting stuff to bring up andy that i, I haven't even talked about some of the stuff i watched uh the stranger things the season four wrap up which was a while ago as well it was before the last of us and before picard but the stranger things i don't know if you saw season four either one of you guys the, the latest one that came out yeah are you talking about the one with vecna yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good sh- man. It's a really good season. Right. I probably my favorite, honestly. Yeah. To me, season three was kind of a not a step back, but it wasn't as good as season one and two. To me, season one and two, it was great seeing those little kids. Uh, kind of reminded me like a Goonies vibe, and even a little bit to my childhood. It's not that I got into adventures where I'm trying to save the world kind of things. But I did definitely have uh, a childhood where I rode my bike all the time with my friends. And we, we always 
went to play arcades and and whatnot. Didn't get into D and D with my friends and stuff like that, but uh, it was it was definitely something where when you would see it, that eighties music, it was great. But season three took a little bit of a step back, or not as good. But season four brought it back, and I thought it was I thought it was cool. And to be honest, I thought it was going to be the last one. I thought I didn't really read too much into it, but it ends a little bit on a cliffhanger. And I'm I'm guessing season five. Do you know if season five is coming out, Noel? You know, I'm actually going to look it up right now because I, I don't know when it's going to be. Uh, it might be this year. Um, let's see. Ah, you know, it doesn't say. It, it still doesn't say the release date. So it, it might be either at the end of this year or early next year, possibly. But they are making one? Season five already has, let's see, eight episodes showing that there's going to be eight episodes oh, here. Eight episodes scheduled. So okay. Just a reminder that uh, there's a time of the recording, the, the, the writers in Hollywood went on strike. So it's impacting yeah. a lot of shows and uh, TV and stuff. Damn, maybe it's my time to go out there off of my services. Yeah, be a scab, man. Go in there and start <laughs> writing stories for these people. <laughs> but yeah, man, to me, season four was awesome. Uh, the kids are getting older, so it's, it's kind of losing that little kid vibe and becoming more teenagers. But uh, teenagers bring their own little antics as well. There's a little more uh, flirtatious uh, vibe and, you know, kind of that teenage, you know, kind of uh, angst that you get into. So really cool watching it. Uh, really looking forward to season five because it ended on a cliffhanger and it it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty awesome next season. But uh, I, I think that's enough for me. Andy, let's jump over to you. Uh, the NFL draft, man. How did the Bears do? We had a ton of picks. We uh, I think we traded down to get more picks. How, how did it all that end up uh, panning out for us? I think the to me the the draft the the Bears uh, I think they missed the opportunity in that first round with that draft uh, the pick they had at nine and they swapped it. Um, I mean I think the pick they got for that offensive lineman at, from uh, Tennessee. I mean he's like it's like a draft pick like. I, we can't fuck this up, you know, because <laughs> if they get like a receiver or some high, uh, like offensive guy or uh, like uh, a corner, I feel like they, they have a chance for Poles has a chance to like this can blow up in their face. But if you get like a tackle and then he's played guard and fucking center and all this shit, they can't fuck it up. So and then they drafted a bunch of other people. um on the offense and some defense, and then they signed more people. I think they, uh, after the draft, they offered four t- undrafted free agents, 14 of them, like invites to minicamp, and they signed them. So they, uh, the, the Bears' past history, I don't know, man. I'm not like crazy about it. Uh, I think the first, like I said, the first pick was they got it. They, they can't fuck it up. So, and then the rest of them, I think they got a couple gems in there. Uh, I don't know, man. The Bears, they're building. People are, like, all excited about these picks. I don't know. I, I think what they got for the first 
the first pick in the draft was a pretty good haul with the draft picks and the receiver most most important they got a good receiver so their receiving room is good uh they got they're building that line for fucking fields which i think they improved on i think they just needed to get a center i don't think they got a center and then uh the running back i know they got they like herbert but it's kind of like i think they should have drafted uh somebody like that the kid the running back from texas i think he's solid but they didn't i see detroit drafted him so it's gonna be interesting and they already signed montgomery and they had a good fucking running back so and they just traded him so it's gonna be interesting to see what uh, how that ends up doing because i think the pairs have potential to to be division winners if they get this shit right but everybody's talking about detroit fuck detroit they suck they've always suck uh so it's gonna be interesting i don't know did you see some of the picks or did, what do, what are your thoughts on it because i don't see like anybody like always you never know but i i'm not i wasn't i think they got good solid picks uh good draft they're not gonna be like uh, a foundation these ain't gonna be like uh these guys are game changers you know Right. Yeah, to me, I, di- I didn't really watch much of the drafts. So I don't really know too many of the key points. But I am excited for um, for the new GM. I think he brings a younger, uh, act- somebody who played and has a lot of know-how. So I'm really optimistic. I'm optimistic because they had a lot of uh, uh, free agency cap space for money. Add a ton of picks that they can get medium to high level um, uh, players. So I'm really looking forward to the new year. There's definitely going to be a lot of new faces. I think this is more of uh, a marathon uh, kind of thing and not a sprint. So this first year might be an incremental step into the positive direction. Uh, but I think you're going to see a lot of the, the, the reaps of these picks come in a year or two and you're you're gonna see a lot of the hopefully good picks shine yeah like i said uh I'm just a quick review they got the the tackle uh the offensive tackle uh they got a, a defensive lineman and then they got a cornerback and then they got a defensive tackle and then they got the running back in the fourth round the backup to the guy hit the Bijan robinson that went to detroit this was his backup. Then they got another right receiver, and then they got a, a linebacker. Then they got another corner, another tackle, defensive tackle, and then they got a safety, and that's it. Like they kind of went like uh, on the defensive more, and then they got a couple like backups or like the receivers, and then the running back. Uh, I think they want them to compete. Or just be like someone there for like special teams. I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't overly impressed, but they did fill some needs, especially on the defensive side. I think they needed more of a like an end defensive, like a, a pass rusher, which they're kind of missing. Um, but again, it, it, I I think next year, I think the coach is good. The Bears didn't really get blown out. I think they got blown out in like one game. They are like within one t- uh, one possession games, 
uh, next year is going to be interesting to see how they react because now you're getting the players that they want, right? And so let's see if there's an improvement. And then let's see with their guys to see what happens because uh, they got rid of a lot of guys that were drafted by the previous people or traded for. And it's going to be interesting. And, like, the Packers trading for uh, getting rid of Rodgers is uh, for Jordan Love. I don't know. It's either – that's, like like I said, an opportunity. They're the ones that won the division the most the last couple of years, along with Minnesota and the Bears. Detroit hasn't won a division, in, I think, since the 90s. So uh, there's an opportunity there. For the Bears to do so, but it all depends. I mean, I don't know. It's I'm not high on the Bears, to be honest with you. So I think this year's gonna be telling to see what they uh, what they can do. So let me know what you guys think at FFN questions at gmail.com. I think the the team that really fucked it up in the draft was uh, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts drafting that quarterback from Florida. He's like a big athlete. He's awesome. He got an arm, but he's only started like 13 games. He only started that year, and then he declared for the draft. It kind of reminds me of Trubisky. He started uh, that one year in North Carolina, and then the Bears, just uh, the previous regimes, just like, we, we want this guy. And then, like, they fucked it all up, which I think Trubisky, he's all right. Just never had, like, the people needed here, it, the offensive people to help them out. So, did you see Fields in the? I think it's in the NBC Sports um, category for quarterbacks. He's like fifth on there. Yeah, I mean he's a runner, dude. He's. I think the problem with Fields, he, he can run. He is accurate. He just needs time. And last year, he was running for his life. <laughs> I mean, he got sacked and like crazy. That's why he was taking off running, and then he was getting popped when he was uh, running. He'd get tackled really hard. So, but what he did in Ohio State was crazy. Like he was, he was awesome. So I'm waiting to see that to come here. And I think now they they address the O line, and then they got real receivers. It's gonna be interesting if the Bears are gonna be in shootouts or see what they can do. Yeah, for sure. But uh, let me change it up a little. The other big thing I wanted to talk about is the WWE sale to Endeavor, who owns UFC. Uh, Vince McMahon did it, man. I, th- I thought I thought he was going to get, like, the rumors came out. He wanted, like, 8 to $9 billion. And everybody's like, he's overpriced. He's overvalued. They didn't work that much, and he got it. And he found somebody that let him run the show still. And that's the end, man. The end of an era, you know. The the Vince McMahon was was the, the McMahon families were owners of this, and now uh, he sold out. He got paid, and uh, that is over. Like it would have been cool to see Shane or even Stephanie after he passed, but that's not gonna happen. I'm like Vince is like fuck. All, I'll use him. Selling, I'm gonna get my money. And then the, I read a report that 
Triple H get some money off the sale. Stephanie get some money off the sale, but Shane ain't getting shit. <laughs> so at least to say, like, man, I wonder if like Shane and like Vince doesn't get along. Well, um, he sold his shares, didn't he, when he first left? Because he was trying to buy a UFC. Right. And I remember he sold all his family shares. So I would presume it doesn't really have anything to do with politics in the family. It's just that if this thing was split four ways or three ways or however it was, and we sell and a person sells, well, now that we sell the company, we, you ain't getting shit. You sold no, all your I, shares. It isn't with the shares. It's something with from what i understood if there was a sale again like shane was he's not like in the day-to-day shit like he used to be he's more of a performance guy but if he was there he was gonna make some type like something to help for the sale you know what i'm saying like he would there's a part of it where they get like some type of bonus or something i was reading and then nah, shit. Yeah. right now right now ffr it's us three. Mm-hmm. If Andy, if you sell your shares, you're like, I want to get out of this. Buy me out. Give me ten bucks, and it's all yours. I give you ten bucks, and then, like twenty, man. <laughs> and I give you your money, and then Microsoft comes knocking at our door. It's like, man, I want to buy everything. FFR. Here's a million dollars. You're out, Andy. You ain't getting this check. You ain't getting a cut of this. You sold your shares to me, and well, you're done. And to me, that's the way I kind of see Shane. Like there was like it's like a consulting thing, you know what I'm saying? To help for the sale. Oh that, right, yeah. yeah that's, that he might I'm not get saying because he's like, entitled, but oh okay. They, so like a fat check for like ten yeah, grand for Here like helping, yeah, for helping out or mm. some shit like that. Like uh, the guy, the CEO, Nick Khan, he don't have he don't have nothing to do with the ownership, but his bonus was something like twenty million. I read or. So 10 million or something like that because he got the sale done i mean but to me he's like a legit consultant for the company where i, I think you're right i think shane was just an enhancement wrestler kind of like the jabber well, well kind of like uh like bad bunny was on wrestlemania or whatever this last pay-per-view was um backlash or whatever the heck it was yeah, backlash just, in yeah. puerto rico hall and Bad Bunny, he's just a guy that comes, he'll wrestle a match, he'll do a little singing and dancing, and that's it. And you get a fat check, here you go, thank you. And I think that's the the kind of category Shane was in. So I don't think he was anything to do with the business, or at least not that I'm aware of. But you're, you're a resident expert, so you tell us, man. Uh, even though I didn't really hear a, a WrestleMania recap from you, man. That was like their big Super Bowl, and that was like a month ago. What happened, man? I need a whole show for that. It's like two nights now, man. It's all oh, right. I did it's see like a that. Six hour, it's a six-hour yeah. show, dude. It's crazy. And do they still have like a pre-show on Fridays? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got the Christ. convention thing, and I was reading, uh, or uh, Nick Khan did an interview or a podcast. They asked him, like, why did you guys make it two, two nights? He goes, we were money. getting feedback that, yeah, money, but the show was going, like, six hours, and people were, like, tired. And, like, they found out if they split it up, people could go home and chill and come back the next night and spend more money or something. So that's why they split it up. And they still make more money because they're selling more tickets, more merchandise. And then they... 
They have that show the Monday night after WrestleMania, how it's crazy. They have that too, and um, it's just crazy, but they're just making money hand over fist. But uh, they did, uh, going back to the sale real quick, uh, the CEO of Endeavor and Vince McMahon, now that he looks like Mexican with his mustache, (laughs) they were talking on CNBC and... Basically, when the guy that asked him, like, well, you have, like, a boss now. And the guy's, like, the CEO's, like, I'm not going to get involved in the day-to-day. He's going to do what he knows how to run that business. He knows the uh, wrestling business. I won't get involved. Uh, he's going to run the day-to-day, like how Dana Wright runs the UFC day-to-day. Like, I'm not getting involved. My I have other roles to do it endeavor and Vince is like, yeah, this deal works because I'm still going to be doing this and this. And I was just like, damn, he got a billion bucks. Both those guys are like in some uh, scandal right now. Cause uh, it, it wasn't it that Dana White and his wife, they got like into some kind of skirmish at a bar where he like started choking her or something. He slapped her. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> no, I've seen some videos that ain't allegedly. It could that be was a, a- it could be a deep fake now, man. No, well, maybe I did see Trump running with some AK-47s just running down the lawn, and I'm, I'm assuming that's fake. But yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video where Dana White was slapping the shit out of his woman. Now I, now I don't know what she did to deserve it. Maybe I don't know. You never know. Uh, it, it, we're only seeing this one-sided uh, view of it. But Vince met. McMahon has his own problems too. He's got that uh, whole sex scandal where he was giving people bonuses to give him a bonus, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like something with, ain't right over here. WWE money, so yeah. Again, and they did ask the the CEO of Endeavor. He's like, look, he's like, that's been handled, and I think that we're good. They, that's like personal stuff. We're focused on this, and. Yeah, so they did kind of talk about it. So, with you know, uh, I think now that everybody's worried about when, like, McMahon, what's going to happen when he dies, it don't matter now because you, you uh, is full corporate. It's owned by this huge conglomerate. And they said that's why they said this WrestleMania that just was on Peacock, they might be the last free one, and they were going to... They were going to go, maybe they're going to start doing pay-per-view against like UFC. So um, we'll see what happens, man. Because it, 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 it's time. To, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting how, when the the deal's up with the network on Peacock, what they're going to do. So uh, And then now with the UFC, they might go to ESPN or start something, a whole new streaming thing. But uh, with that being said, uh, let's change it over to Noel. Uh, I saw that here that he's been busy watching the new Power Rangers, the 30th anniversary reunion episode. Is that the movie or is that something completely different? So they um they had like this episode. It was I think like an hour long special, and they brought back some of the original cast of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They had the uh, the Blue Ranger, the Black Ranger, uh, and I think. Not the original Pink Ranger, but the one that replaced her. Uh, so they they had some of the original cast in there, uh, and they had the 
not the original Red Ranger, but the one that replaced him as well. And uh, I don't know if you guys know too much about Power Rangers at all. I grew up on it when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite shows growing up. And uh, every day after school, when I was like a between like five to ten, I was like super into Power Rangers and watching every episode that came on. So, you know, when they heard about the 30th anniversary special, I was like, I got to tune in, dude. It's, you know, for that nostalgia. And uh, they kind of, they wanted to continue, not where they left off per se, but they wanted to show themselves at their current age as what it would have been like if they had just continued being Power Rangers all those years up until right now where they're like, you know, 50 years old pretty much. And so they do fight and all that, and they they still have, you know, some athleticism to them. So they did it pretty well, and they had a good budget. It seemed like they got a decent budget to do this. Um, I think they're in the works of doing another one, um, but who knows when that'll be. It it was kind of cool. They also dedicated it to uh, Jason David Frank, who, you know, recently passed away. And uh, they also dedicated it to the original Yellow Ranger, who passed away back in the early 2000s. And what they did to kind of pay homage to her is instead of like recasting the Yellow Ranger, they made they made it like a story plot point where the Yellow Ranger had a daughter and the daughter was going to take over for the Yellow Ranger who ends up dying in the show. That was the first, I think, ever death in the show is, is they did in this special. So it was interesting, you know, they, the way they did it. They brought back the the main villain, Rita Repulsa, and they made her like a robotic AI Rita. Like, it was kind of interesting, though, the way they went around, uh, I guess, because they, they still have the original voice actress, but it was like, a I, don't, I think, a different, like, physical actress playing it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty good. Um, they still have uh, Zordon? So, no, they didn't have Zordon, unfortunately. Uh, oh, I was dang. I was really they have surprised. That fat guy and the nerd, or whatever <laughs> the the bullies. Uh, they they didn't have them. I I didn't see them acting, but they did have like a picture of them that like referenced, you know, what they were up to, kind of like what's going on in the world with those two guys, and it, it was kind of a funny, you know, little couple second chuckle just to see, you know, the reference to these, <laughs> the original bullies that ended up becoming like fan favorites, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they <laughs> stuck around a few seasons. Uh, what about that robot guy, the Alpha? The, yeah, Alpha. Yeah, was he there? Yeah, and uh, I was watching it with my niece when it when it came out. I was like introducing her to Power Rangers, and and she she got really into it, man. It, it, it was like it was really adorable, dude, to see that like the new generation, the children are gonna grow up with this, and and they're actually still into it. Because uh, when she saw Alpha, she was like super excited, was, like, "What is this? Like, it's crazy!" And I told her. It's it's uh like a robot pretty much that is like it has uh like a almost like a human consciousness because it has emotions and everything and I remember when I was a kid I just laughing my ass off at Alpha always going crazy whenever something's going on in the world she'd always do the same shit and just say yeah 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 and almost like fucking blow up and shit <laughs> just going crazy so yeah my niece saw it and started laughing she got into it. Oh dang, man! Alpha was a female. I always saw it as a male character, but I uh, guess I don't know. I'm not sure. 
to me it was like more of a female character because of the high pitched voice. Okay. But, but technically, I guess the the actor is a male actor, but he he does that high pitched voice for Alpha. So I, I don't know. I guess actually. Well, I guess it's AI. So I mean, AI. Do they have sexes, or is it just one general sense? I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure tackling that transgender issue <laughs> way early on. I'm sure we'll find out in a few years with AI taking over. They'll they'll let us know. I'm sure. Uh, well, we'll ask so, GTP chat or whatever, and they'll, they'll they'll tell us for sure. So where did this come up on a stream, or was it on TV and a network? I believe it was on Netflix. Uh, it still should be on there, and uh, it was it was pretty good, man. It was like an hour episode, you know. So. Was it still uh, part of the 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 Saban Interproductions or whatever the hell it was? Uh, I, I remember they sold to Fox, so I'm guessing Disney owns all this shit now. You know, I forgot. There's a toy company that owns them now. Man, I can't oh, remember really? the name. Because I remember that Saban thing was sold to Fox, or they got a piece of it, and then I don't know who owns them now. Because I, I I was imagining if it was Disney, they'd be cranking out all sorts of shit for it. Because yeah, I I never knew. I guess I was older, but Power Rangers, how power, how what a following it has now with all the retro stuff and some of the people I watch on YouTube, they're always looking for Power Ranger stuff, and I'm just like, I don't get this shit. But a lot of people look for Power Ranger stuff. That's uh, I guess I underestimated how how popular it was. It says uh, Hasbro yeah. as of 2018. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, that toy company, like, they own them now. And uh, I think they're still doing, like, you know, new series, right? But it's not like Mighty Morphin. Mighty Morphin's what popped it off. And uh, so I, it's it's kind of cool to see it, you know, 30 years later. It, it was good that they just did it like a one episode and not like a full season because I don't think the quality would have been there but they were able to like you know squeeze in that budget for this one episode and you know it was cool to see um but yeah uh moving on i uh started up season two of this show called from it's about three episodes in uh today as of today's recording it'll be the third episode coming out on sundays and i don't know if you guys have ever seen the show uh called from but it's uh kind of like a sci-fi horror show and it deals with um kind of kind of like in, in a weird like twilight zone x-files type of you know show where the this group of people are stuck in this like town and this town it's it's kind of hard to explain but there's these creatures that come out from beneath the uh, the town like they're underground dwellers that come out at night and just like murder whoever's out there uh, and they'll eat their bodies and their entrails and everything. But what's crazy is these creatures look like regular people and they'll, they'll talk to you and try to convince you to go outside. And some of them will even appear like, you know, your family. So they like mimic other people and their voices and all that. It's pretty creepy. It's a really creepy show. Uh, it's got an interesting concept because it, it's got like the supernatural element that and, and it's like a mystery and you're, you're trying to solve like what's going on. You know, it's it's got like a big mystery to solve. 
there's like some kind of cult and like you know symbols that like mean something and i'm still trying to figure it out like i said it's just season two so i'm i'm really excited to see where they go uh with it in this season but so far uh it's it's got everything that i like in a horror show you know it's got some decently written characters got drama it's got you know some hot women in there and uh just a lot of like i guess scary creepy moments you know <laughs> oh it's got uh, the guy from lost in it it looks like yeah oh, yeah, yeah. you can't watch it then man. ah what <laughs> you didn't like that show i didn't like lost but the actor's good the the actor does well in the show he, he kind of reminds me of that character from lost is a yeah, similar michael I, I can't remember what his name was in lost What's... but the one with the kid mm-hmm. where's it on the well uh it's a good question man i i usually find a different way to watch it i don't stream myself but it says uh, mgm is producing it so oh it's uh, like an amazon thing i'm not sure what network's on uh you know what let me let me see sounds like amazon yeah Uh, am plus amc mgm plus oh mgm plus so that's Uh, amazon amazon owns mgm they put over. They changed Plex to MGM Plus. Mm. Paramount Pictures, Lionsgate. Yeah, I guess they're all associated. Viacom even owns them. Yeah, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I have a different way of watching it, but um, I, I do recommend it. People like who want like a nice new horror series to watch. There's not too many episodes in the first season. It's probably like I think like ten episodes or something like that, and. Uh, it's just something cool, you know. Uh, if you if you're looking for a good horror show that you know people get just like murdered, just in the most crazy ways, and it's uh, people trying to survive and live a normal life because they're they're stuck out there and they've been out there for years. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna have to check out a trailer because I, I we're we're nearing the end of um, we're watching Boardwalk Empire. And we're getting close to the end. I'm going to have to find something new to watch after. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. this will be an interesting twist. You know, Boardwalk, was was that five seasons then or six? I want to say six, but yeah. I, I can't remember the number. But uh, the um, uh, whatever the heck we're watching it on Peacock or whatever it is, I, I see that there's one more season and, and we're almost done with the current one. Uh, that my wife, she we got Disney Plus and she's been watching some shit and everything. She's like, the only thing she's watching consistently is Mandalorian, but she tried some other shows and she's like, yeah, I can't watch some of this stuff. It's like, just it's too political or something. I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't really watch too many new shows. I rewatch a lot of old stuff, but um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about this show and I, I guess I know why because it's on MGM Plus. I don't. I, I haven't read too many people that have that. Yeah, I forgot where it originally came out. I think it was Epics or something like that. Um, I don't yeah. know if you guys w- have ever watched that, but um, yeah, it, it's worth watching to me. I, I would probably give it like maybe a seven point five out of ten. Um, it, I, I'm intrigued to see where it goes, and you know, th- there's not a lot of like shows with horror genre, you know. The Walking Dead wrapped up already, and uh, well, well, like you guys were saying, or like you said, Dan, you were watching The Last of Us, which is, you know, kind of like horror. So, 
you know, there, there are some shows, but it's not too common to see a lot of these types of shows do well. So I'm hoping that uh, From keeps it going with the good writing and see where this mystery goes. Um, but yeah, I, I would uh, recommend it to you guys. And especially if you guys watch The Last of Us, you might like this kind of uh, type of show with the mystery. Nice, nice. And actually, speaking of Last of Us, and speaking of uh, that creature, the, the fungus creatures in that show, it kind of leads us to uh, this article of the week. So we got an article here from uh, Waste Management Review. Uh, the title is University of Sydney Researchers Find Solution to Stubborn Plastic. Article is written by Shannon Payton. Uh, this came out on April 18th. And it, it kind of just goes into, I'm not going to read the whole article here. It's uh, it's not too long of an article, but I think it would be better for people to read it in its entirety. But I will just kind of give a summary here. It talks about polypropylene, a hard-to-recycle plastic, has successfully been biodegraded by two strains of fungi in a new experiment led by researchers at the University of Sydney. So for those that don't know, polypropylene is a common plastic used in a variety of pa- uh, products from packaging to toys to furnishing to fashion. It accounts for about 28% of the world's plastic waste, but only 1% of it is recycled. So there's um, two different fungi that they used. The first one, Aspergillus terius and Angiodonatium. Alvin? Yeah, good I'm job. Sure, huh? I'm, I'm sure, I'm butchering the shit out of it, but hey, yeah, I'd give it a that's shot. That's awesome for a Latino reading there, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took science class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they found that they were able to break uh, down the plastic after it was pre treated with uh, UV light and heat, uh, reducing the plastic by 21% over 30 days of incubation and by 25 to 27% over 90 days. So, I mean, I guess. If if they broke it down this much in that short period of a time, you know, who's to say that in, you know, the years to come, they couldn't break down all of it. The fact that they're breaking down any of it is already a, a really big bonus because I don't know if you guys are aware, but there is a huge amount of this plastic that's just that is just, you know, floating around in the world right now. And it's 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 like a, supposedly there's like a big island landmass of just plastic. That's floating around there. So to think that finally there might be a way to get us to destroy this plastic and kind of break it down into something that's, you know, not going to harm the planet, not going to harm the animals and all that. that It, it just seems really, uh, yeah, good. So the, one of the things with plastic, uh, one of the b- big things that's always been pushed to me is, as long as I can remember that it's recyclable. But I read all this stuff about, like you said, that plastic mass thing floating in the ocean. Uh, I've seen pictures and read about that. And then, like, everything that we do here in the United States, we got recycling bins. But yet they've always somehow all this shit ends up in a landfill and it, it won't break down. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I guess I don't know enough of it to see what, like, what what's the issue. I thought one of the big pluses on plastic that it's recyclable. Well, Andy, I actually, it's funny you mention it because I just watched a, a little mini thing on a YouTube video that I that I came across, 
And uh, according to this guy, which who knows what the hell he knows, but the guy, <laughs> the I guy, video. <laughs> right? The, the guy was stating that the reason why recycling plants aren't working to their most efficient is due to money and, and funding that recycling is very expensive. And the process that they use for recycling plastic, the cheapest alternative for recycling plastic, the plastic needs to be contaminant free. So that means it can't have anything inside of it. It's got to be almost like pure oh, plastic. It. It's got to be like, it, they were kind of alluding to that, that basically it's got to be clean. Yeah. Uh, and then in that state, they're el it's eligible for it to be recycled. But the other big thing is, like I'll throw, a, let's say I do clean out a jug uh, of plastic that I had uh, laundry detergent in. And I clean it out, I throw it in there. If I throw anything else in my recycling bin that might be contaminant, the recycling company is not just going to grab that one uh, tied bucket that I threw in there. They're just going to throw the whole thing in the landfill because they're like, oh, this load's contaminated, and they're just going to throw it all into the landfill. So it's really a, a big problem from, uh, or at least from the sense of this uh, video that I saw, that recycling does help, and on occasion it does go through the system, but when it gets into these flaws where it's not perfectly, you know, conditions for recycling, they end up throwing the whole bucket into the landfill. So I recycle a ton, man. I, I, I separate all my garbage. I put all the plastics, papers, cardboard, stuff like that. And it's kind of disheartening to think that, you know, a glass of pickles that I threw in there, if I didn't rinse it good enough, it might all get chucked into the landfill. So it, it it's very promising to see stuff like this uh, coming up and, and possible solutions for some of this plastic. Well, the, the way I also look at it is, I mean, in addition to what you were saying, is that if they do elect to recycle, like let's say you do per perfect job of cleaning everything and it is eligible to recycle, that process of of you know, however they repurpose, you know, plastic or glass or whatever. It takes a lot of energy to do that. And what are they going to use to, you know, get this energy? They're going to probably use fossil fuels. So in some way or another, there is going to be some pollution added and, you know, thrown into the world in some way or another, whether they just throw the plastic into a landfill or whether they try to recycle it and throw carbon, you know, emissions into the air. It's There's going to be some pollution. So with this alternative using fungi to break down the plastics fungi you can create in abundance and you, you could literally just start doing it just throw it in the landfill and just have them start you know spreading you know have them grow and spread and and break down this plastic over time and that's you know i'm not sure what the byproducts are going to be i'm hoping there's not going to be some kind of you know downside to it where it's going to create you know some kind of toxic material the last of us yeah you never know, right? That's it's gonna be the start of it right here. That's what I was saying, man. Well, like, start the whatever issue they went was because of a fungi. Then, well, The Last of Us, I think it started from uh, some kind of outbreak of fungus jumping because I guess the fungus only attacked um, ants and stuff like that. But there was a jump where it started affecting humans and it spread through um wheat and yeast and stuff like that so it spread globally like within days and, and everybody got infected 
I think it was called the cordyceps, right? Right. Yeah, the cordyceps. So, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that. It, I mean, because even the article mentions this fungus. Uh, they would use it to break down woods and stuff like that. And now they started using it for plastics, and they're seeing the benefits. When is it gonna transform and become something even more deadly and starts eating humans and shit? I don't know. Well, hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> that, wow, that uh, is yeah. true for the worst. Quick, yeah. <laughs> right? This was our like hope, but now cleaning the planet, but it's gonna clean us out. Right, man. Future. This is this is this is a good thing for like a new blob movie or something, man. This thing takes over and starts coming after us. Yeah, I just started thinking about that. <laughs> You throw in a landmass the size of a like a a small like state. I mean that can that's a lot of fungus, man. I mean that's uh-huh. what I'm saying. It goes back to the article, like like you talked about. They created something to solve a man-made issue, right? Which is awesome. They're taking something natural, I guess, and it's been an earth, and they turn it to clean some other shit, and then. The 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 then Dan goes like you go down this you see a video where the reason we 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 say we do this right the recycling we can't and then it's all about money and then we're so all, all this educated we're all informed and stuff but yet nothing really changes like I saw an article about uh or I saw a video about K cups right I love Keurig like I I can't imagine drinking coffee any other way but the cups they're like people say they're so fucking bad for the environment right and they even tell you how to recycle them properly you know like talking about the cleaning up take the the grounds open it up throw rip off the grounds rinse it and then you can throw it in the recycling bin and i'm like man that's a lot of fucking stuff so i'm gonna just throw my shit in the garbage and i'm assuming i'm not the only guy in this fucking world doing that so yeah it kind of builds up and I, so, you know, we're all informed. We all know it's bad. Yet everybody continues to do what's easier for for them themselves. I'm like, I'm not. Are you gonna be rinsing off shit? Like, I just throw everything in the garbage. Like, if it's a can or something like metal, I think is easier to recycle. That's what I was told. Like, plastic is so recyclable. But like, you see all this shit, and now the, the Danny saw videos because it sounds like it's expensive. And then they got to sort stuff, so that means more labor, and it has to be, like, fucking spotless. They probably got to use a chemical to fucking break all that shit down. <laughs> so, now, it's just like you're adding more cost to, to to not pollute the world. And people are just like, fuck it, just throw it in a landfill. Before, we used to burn stuff that's bad. Now, then we throw it in a landfill. Now, that's bad. So, we're running out of things we, we can do here. Yeah, I mean... Until we can perfect, I guess, rocketry, and then we can start throwing it on space and just make it like some other somebody else's problem, some alien on some other planet. You know, one time at one where I'm like, why don't we just get like a rocket and just fill it up with a bunch of shit and just shoot it into the fucking uh, the, the sun. sun, the sun or a black but hole, I, the sun? Because and I'm like, it'll just fucking blow up, but I'm like. Would it will at some point the sun get pissed at us and just fucking burn us up alive because we're throwing all that shit at it? <laughs> <laughs> it just throws a coronal mass ejection. Yeah, exactly. Way. Yeah, and then like the black hole sounds interesting, then, but it's just gonna end up somewhere else, and then right. some races, some alien race is gonna get pissed off at us. 
some Rick and Morty shit starts happening. He teleports yeah. over. And <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, stuff like this is promising. Actually, after seeing that recycling uh, video where it needs to be cleaned a certain way or whatever, it kind of made me a little disheartened. I'm like, man, you know, I, I get I wasn't changing the world by recycling, but I did make an earnest effort to try to do the best I could. And to find out that half of that or even more ends up in landfills already kind of left me like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. So I, w- when you sent this article over, it did give uplift me a little bit like, hey, man, I guess people are still looking into this and trying to make it better. Uh, now UVs and heating it up, like you mentioned, that's going to take energy. And where are they going to get this energy from? Uh, how, how much is this going to cost? And it's going to be cost effective because you never know there might be solutions to every problem in this world but at the end of the day is like who's going to pay for it and is it cost effective well i just saw an article recently about the biden administration trying to send i think 500 million dollars and they got approved for a billion dollars to send to for foreign aid for like military spending so they want to send 500 million dollars to taiwan for like military spending and I'm like, wow, well, who's going to pay for that? Of course we are. So I, I wouldn't mind uh, paying for something beneficial like this that will benefit the world versus, you know, being obligated to send money to someplace I don't care about, like, to involve myself with their business, you know? Right, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they send money all over the world for wars and shit like that but when we got problems here there's never enough money to take care of anything and that's on both sides of the the aisle there but yeah i mean like i said it's it's we all know what the issue is but yet like we buy a shitload of bottled water here where i live and i'm like it's what 40 fucking bottled waters per pack and we go through that like maybe that case in two weeks and then you see everybody when you go to Costco, right? We're just fucking loading up on bottled water. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking plastic, man. Yeah. Like, and I'm always wondering, like, who are these? Who's recycling? Who's just throwing it out? Or you're like at a gas station, you're filling up, and you're like, oh, I got all these fucking plastic bottles, and you just throw it in that garbage that's overflowing at the gas station. And like, I don't think no one's gonna recycle this shit. This shit's just gonna end up in a landfill, you know? And, right. Uh, yeah. That, I think that's how I look this... at it. This past year, because of that, I I installed um, a filter, an inline filter to my water line to make it purified to be like uh, bottled water to save on buying bottled water all the time. So, yeah, we, we, we definitely try to cut back because that is a huge source of that island that you're talking about, Noel, that's off of the west coast of like Seattle. It's like a landfill that just floats um out there off the coast with just a pile of shit in there man it's 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 really sad yeah we we polluted the ocean so bad over this last like 100 years it's incredible the industrial revolution helped us and hurt us in so many different ways but uh to to kind of end up uh, to end off on this uh, article here the very last thing it says here since completing the study, the team has isolated other microorganisms from the marine environment and used a similar process to degrade marine plastic waste with results showing even higher degradation. 
So, you know, that shows hope that they're going to get even better at refining this process, maybe making it more energy efficient and making it more effective and, and, you know, reducing plastics and breaking them down. So there, there is hope. And uh, that's, you know, what we got to hold on to. Yeah, man. If, if we make this show a multi-billion dollar company, I'll be glad to donate to some of this research for sure. You, so help, gonna, help us out. Are you going to purchase boxed water for a conference room then? <laughs> no, we're going to have inline filters that are just going to nah, have a bro, hose at your cubicle. I, <laughs> I need that refreshing boxed water. Right. You know that, Noah? There's a, a water company that sells its water in boxes, like milk carton things, because they don't want to use plastics. You know, I, I would get behind using, like, the hemp products, because there's a lot of hemp, like, papers and stuff, and, you know, maybe make a boxed, like, whatever you were saying, like, the water, or like, boxed wine, using, like, a hemp product, because that at least would biodegrade, and it's renewable resource. Yeah, I mean, th- there's alternatives there. It's a little bit more pricey, plus I-, I think a lot of people don't know about it, but... I think the best we could do is just make sure that you recycle. I'm not exactly the best at it, but, you know, everybody could do their part and, uh, and you know, we could go from there. But uh, going on, we're, this is it for us, guys. We want to thank you all for listening. Remember, you can follow Freeform Network on Twitter at Freeform Network. Send your questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail.com. You know, let us know what you think. What alternatives do you do for plastics? Uh, I know people use reusable stuff like bamboo is another thing or the boxed waters. Or do you have like the stainless steel tumblers and all this other stuff? Uh, let us know what you think. Send your uh, alternatives at ffnquestions at gmail.com. Visit our awesome webpage at freeformnetwork.podbean.com. There's uh, our back catalog of uh, episodes or links what platforms we're on because we're on a ton of them thanks to danny and uh there's stitcher itunes spotify podbean youtube uh the main ones iheart we're on all those guys so however you listen to us like subscribe and comment that helps us out uh we got free from radio we have danny yes sir man the weather's beautiful today Go out there and enjoy it. People complain when it rains and it's cloudy and it's cold. When it's a perfect day, get your butt out there, man. Enjoy it. And we got Noel. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. And like Daniel said, enjoy the weather. Enjoy your day and enjoy life. And it's all good, Andy. We want to thank you for listening. And we want to thank you for supporting us. And, uh... Make sure you check us out, and then we'll catch you all next time.
That was cool, Dad.